What does grace look like when it's lived out? This is Friday, May 5th, and that's what we've been looking at this week during our vision study, Live Out Grace. We've learned that grace is not confined to an idea of favor and loving kindness, but it's a way of living, a way of serving others, a way of treating other people with the compassion with which God has treated us. Recently, as Sandy and I were on the Camino de Santiago in Spain, we purchased a pack of playing cards for a local card game. The cards have some similarities to playing cards we use for games like poker or bridge, yet the suits were different. One had a symbol like a coin. Another looked like a zucchini squash. Some cards seemed to be missing from the deck. There were only 40 cards in total. With the deck of cards, there is a rather lengthy book of instructions, which we definitely would need in order to use the cards as intended. I was impressed by how much detail was provided in the instructions and the various ways you would use the cards. Now, if the instructions set for a simple deck of playing cards has such detail, how much more do we need an instruction set for our new life in Christ? That leads us to our text for today, Romans 12, verse 9 to 18. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with each other. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Now, This passage is taken from Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul didn't plant this church, and when he intended to visit them, he wrote them a letter to make sure they were on the same page, that they agreed on the teachings of the gospel and faith in Christ. The second part of the book, beginning in this chapter, for chapter 12, is when Paul lays out the instructions set for our new life in Christ. Yes, we know what to believe, but tell us what lives built on the grace of God look like. How do we live out grace? What we have before us is a series of simple directives to live it out. One, begins with love, the unconditional love of Christ, a love that perseveres and is genuine and heartfelt. It can't be faked. Much of what follows then is a portrait of this love. It is revealed, for example, in devotion for one another. We do not give up in loving, especially when you were disappointed or let down by others. This is a one-way love. It could be seen in the honoring of others, Worked out in our life with God, we keep the fire of our passion for him alive. 
not being willing to give in to cold heart, cold-heartedness. We're on the lookout for ways to serve Christ, not because we're trying to gain anything from God, but because we have the privilege of joining God in his work in the world. And we live in hope, knowing that God is faithful and will bring his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. This hope means living as the subjects of the kingdom of God right now, even now as we wait and we pray. We bring all things before the Father with gratitude, and we treat even those who would harm us with grace since Jesus taught us to love our enemies. We leave no room for arrogance before others, refusing to classify ourselves as better than anyone else, and we come alongside each other, whether in rejoicing or in sadness. We live at peace with others and put away anger and malice. Now we read this description and there's so much to digest. But I rather think, I think it is rather more seeing this as a life than a listing. It's a description of this life based on the gospel. I remember when I was a young teenager, my grandfather taught me and my brothers how to take apart and reconstruct a lawnmower engine. It was fascinating to take apart. Like opening up a black box, we discovered how each part functioned and how they all fit together. Once completely deconstructed, the parts seemed like a chaotic mess. It was difficult to imagine how they would fit together and become a coherent whole. But then the rebuilding began, and we could see how everything fit. The good news is that when the work was done, no part had been misplaced or misused. You see, for me, it was a lesson and how things work together to make something more powerful than the sum of its parts. The best part of the project was using the engine to power a go-kart that we built. And yes, it worked. You see, Paul isn't giving us a listing. He's describing the transformative power of God's grace in our lives as we come to live out grace. He's giving us the whole picture we can't accomplish this by trying to do each individual part, by only, but only by remaining in Christ. Let's pray. Immerse us, Father, to such an extent in your favor that our lives become reshaped and rebuilt around the gospel. In your name we pray. Amen.